Now back to On the Block with Strick and Austin on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. That's right. We're back here on the block, hour one on a Friday. Thanks for joining us. Uh, text line 402-464-5685. Answer me this question. Who's the best international player in NBA history? Strick, we'll dive into that in just a sec, but I want to I take you back. It's your thoughts. You're growing up here in high school, college. You see the dream team. You're living through that. You see uh, the 92 team for the Olympics go over to Barcelona and absolutely dominate. And it seems like from then on, the rest of the world really picked up its game. I mean, I know you had, you know, Artavis Sabonis, uh, DeMontis' dad. You had Hakeem. You had Patrick Ewing, born in Jamaica. But now, Strick, there are basketball players from all across the, gro- uh, all across the globe playing in the NBA. What was it about that team, and what have you seen since then for the growth of international basketball coming over to the NBA? Well, I mean, that team was necessary because in 88 um, – the, uh, the it was the Russians and the Yugoslavians that played in the finals, and so uh, the the international scene used to be pretty much college guys, guys that were you know coming out of college that would play, and so it got to a point where they were just surpassing you know the level of the skill, uh, and we started to fall short, and that's where the dream dream team was created is because. Uh, they wanted to re-exert that dominance of basketball was here in the United States. And, you know, they amassed the best of the best to do it. And and that's why they went out and they, they did so in dominating fashion. Um, the popularity of the game obviously began uh, to be sparked with Akeem Olajuwon um, early in the, him being the first round draft pick coming over playing. And then you've, you know, you've got the Patrick Ewings and um, you, you had that generation of players, uh, Arvita Sabonis. And, and the crazy thing about Sabonis is had Sabonis come over earlier, uh, he would have been a problem because uh, the younger Arvita Sabonis, you think Jokic, you, you, you know, you see what Jokic, he, Arvita Sabonis back then was Jokic now, but with more strength, and, uh, you know, just a little bit more, you know, uh, solidness to, to – now, you know what? I can't say that he's more skilled. I, but he did things pretty much the same way that Jokic did. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you had that, and then you started to see, you know, the coup coach emerge, um, guys like uh, Steve Nash. So the international game began to be sparked a little bit. This is how you get Wiggins and then Beads. You know, the guys are kind of following up from the Patrick Ewing's. You know, people don't even know that Patrick Patrick Ewing's an international player. Mm-hmm. And so you begin to see that these in, in these players, these younger players, the Embiid's, uh, the Gobert's, the Luka Doncic, they're, they've been watching those individuals come out of their respective areas. Uh, Manu Ginobili was a unique one coming out of, you know, South America. Um, and, and then you've had the Gasol's. Because Spain was a huge um, league over at that time internationally that a lot of people wanted to go to. Um, so that's where it kind of spawned from, I think. Tony Parker opened up the French doors uh, and and Boris Diaw and a lot of guys like that. A lot of them were role players um, at, at, you know, at first, came over, was solid, 
And then you started to see the Tony Parkers, the Dirk Nowitzkis, uh, Steve Nash's just start to go to a whole nother level and to be recognized. And now we find ourselves at this place. This is the place that we are now. A record six international players were named to the all NBA team last year. Atuta Kumpo, uh, first team, um, Jokic, first team, Doncic, first team, Embiid, second team, Gobert, third team. And people forget that Kyrie Irving also <laughs> is, yeah. is Australian. Is yeah. You know, so it's kind of crazy, but you know, you you start to really start you start to see that it has a little bit more flavor than what you uh, would normally expect. And then you have the All Star Game, where there was also a record tying four starters with Embiid, uh, uh, Tudukumpo, Doncic, and Gobert, as well as Wiggins. So um, it, it, it's crazy. Now, here's why this is the case. The AAU system, as Kobe even stated, you don't have to take this from straight Kobe. I, I've said this a long time ago. I, I just hated the AAU system the way that it is. But Kobe even said it. He says it's doing a disservice to the to the game of basketball for young players because it's basically a toss-up and play and run and jump and go and show athletic skills and put on mixtapes and you know it, it's all flashing and, and, and flash and dash. It ain't there's nothing really skilled about it you see guys doing all of this dribbling these days like yes there's skill in that but back in the day you know we're two dribbles to where we needed to get to it was how 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 fast can we get to where we need to get to without uh, in the most effective and efficient way now it's take guys i i would hate covering guys these days because it (laughs) takes guys 20 dribbles to get to where they want to get to and the whole shot clock runs out by that time so Whereas over there, it's built on, this is where you get Jokic's. It's built on work your work your magic, get to where you need to get to, what's coming, what's drawing, and then what's the best and most effective play to make. And that's kind of taken out of the game uh, here in the United States. It's all about flash and glory. I think the uh, street ball stuff at one point, one point in time, the uh, – I forgot what it used to be called. Um, and one where they and one mixtape stuff, all of that. When that came out, it was good. It was it was for show, but it it, it really created a, a a mental state for a lot of kids that that kind of I think messed up the game. So, and I think we see that in in the Olympics, right? The the U.S. team practices together a little bit. Yeah, they'll they'll qualify, but it's not the same Olympic team that does the qualifying. But for a lot of countries. Their stars help their countries qualify. They play together yeah. in the youth system on the same team, develop kind of that team construct first, and then, you know, learn how to fit in. The other thing that's interesting about international basketball to me, Strick, is how the narrative has changed to where, you know, back back when you were playing up till probably the 2010s, give or take, it was the big question for any international prospect, especially the European ones, was can they handle the physical nature? Are they too soft? Mm-hmm. Will the mm-hmm. will their skill overcome it? And I think an example that you got to play with that really worked to overcome that and proved <laughs> that he could be tough as well as skilled was Dirk Nowitzki. I think that paradigm has shifted a little bit to where now the American game is so open, so free-flowing, so points-oriented that I think the pendulum swung back a little bit to where Europe is almost more physical in some ways now. Yeah, I mean, again... It took Dirk some time 
because he still played that style for quite a while until he got to that Golden State series. I want to say it was in 2010. Um, it was it was two. It was two series. The the 06, he learned a lot of lessons from with that loss because they should have they should have freaking beat Miami. That, mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's no question in my mind. I was I was around. I was actually working for the organization then. Um, it was disappointing to watch, but also there was some funny stuff in that in that one as well. The referees in that in that game, that game three, I think it was. I want to well, yeah, say, yeah, D Wade shot like twenty five free throws oh, himself. Gosh. Yeah, it's, no, it was it was it was it was ludicrous what was going on. Uh, you can't tell me that you know the Mavericks weren't being that any any less aggressive than that as I was watching. I was very hokey. So um he learned from that, but the real lesson that Dirk learned from as far as the physicality part and where he really went into beast mode was the year that Jack uh Steven Jackson and Baron Davis where they really punked him. Mm-hmm. Like I mean they got in his face, they were physical, they were bumping him, they were hitting him with elbows. They were they did everything they can to take his his heart and and from that point on he was like oh no this is not happening and it it changed for him I thought you started to see kind of some of the same stuff they used to do with with Steve Nash I think I remember he I think he broke his nose Steve Nash is going down and I want to say it was was it Robert Ory um, it was somebody that hit him on the sideline knocked him out of bounds and that changed that whole Phoenix Sun series um, that they were playing. I can't remember who that was, but they really got physical with Steve Nash in a situation too. So you started to see a lot of that uh, start to happen with them. But guess what? Some of the most physical Derek guys Fisher. now is Derek Fisher. It was, it was fish. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I remember, I remember something happened and, and really changed the dynamic of that series when they were making their run. But here's the crazy thing, and this is just something. Giannis is one of the most physically dominating people uh, on, on the court. You can see how physical Jokic plays in his style. Uh, Joel Embiid, uh, finesse, but yet still has those capabilities. But here's what's crazy. Their, uh, international players have actually been dominating the NBA over the recent years, right? Uh, an NBA-born player hasn't won a Most Valuable Player Award since 2017 and 18. You can thank Nikola Jokic <laughs> and Giannis Antetokounmpo to include uh, Embiid uh, in this last one, right? Every defensive player award since 2016 and 17 has gone to an international player also. Rudy Gobert winning three of them, Giannis winning once, and, uh, um, you know, and then it's been a two-man race between uh, Tutukumpo and, and Gobert again. So it's, it's, it's crazy that they've basically taken the skill set of the games and have elevated them where sometimes uh, a lot of the American players are just wanting to be flash and dash. Who? Uh, right now. And you can see that with, with LeBron. Like, mm-hmm. just recently, there was a – LeBron lost the ball in the paint and – didn't even get back on defense. Like, yeah, gave up. That, that's that, 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 that stuff that you you pretty much you you would rarely see with a lot of international players. It's it's you know it's both ends of the court always. So you mentioned uh, Giannis. You mentioned Joker. We've thrown Luke in that conversation and be the most recent MVP. Who's the best American-born player right now in the league? 
right now? Yeah, right now. Best American-born uh, player. American-born? Yeah. I would probably say it have to be, uh, you know, it's hard for me to say, but I'd probably have to say, sheesh, maybe Tatum. Okay. Okay. Maybe Tatum. I, I like where you're going because to me it comes down to four guys. Tatum's in the conversation, KD, Steph, and LeBron. Steph, yeah. I, I I don't think LeBron's there. I think okay. his age is, you know, he's aged out. I think he's, he's, he's peaked out. Um, Steph is still at a high level, but I, I think Steph is kind of getting there too. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, they've, they've peaked out and there's still more that they can do for a team to win, but I, I just think they peaked out. So I, I, I would have to say maybe Tatum. Okay. And, and I still think there's more to more to go for Tatum. I'm, I'm, you know, it's debatable for me. It's not, it's not locked in stone. That's what's scary about it. There's no one that really just says, jumps out at me and like, oh yeah, you're the one, you know what I'm saying? Like on the other side, I can, I can actually say it's the, you know, Joker or a Tutacumbo for me, you know, mm-hmm. you can kind of debate depending on what you like, you know, that's, that's kind of how I look at them too. So throwing my, my Duke bias and my, my scoring wing bias out of the way here, Jason Tatum isn't a better player than Joker or Giannis right now. That's just that's just a fact. Is Jason Tatum the third best player in the NBA, or do you put Embiid in front of him? Do you put Luca in front of him? Any other guys before we get to your current best American-born player? Yeah, I I say Luca for me is down. He's not he's not up there as high. I think his scoring, his skill set is very high. Um, But he too he doesn't play defense. um, Very lazy. Um, he doesn't do both sides of the floor enough for me. Um, so that, that doesn't work. Um, yeah. Well, what else? So in in that case, you're really going with Embiid versus Tatum for the number three player. Who who do you, who do you take? (sighs) I, I think Embiid just really showed me that when it, when it comes down to it, I have to put Tatum over him just because of what Tatum did to him you know like you know you know hit him with a 50 ball like (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you know i'm 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 giving you this work like yeah you're the mvp but you know take this and matter of fact i'm giving it to you one-on-one i'm gonna switch off on you come get this and and Embiid had marcus smart on him and grant williams and i'm like you can't play like that my boy with them type of guys you need to be able to dominate. They they should never be able to do that to you if you're an MVP. If you're an MVP, no. you're you're salivating <laughs> over the uh, perspective of those types of matchups. If, if you're an MVP, right now, I got two questions for you to wrap up before we uh, get to some breaking news uh, in our final segment of this hour. Okay, right now, five on five, international team versus American team. Who wins? What's the team? What's the team? Okay, so I'm thinking the international team will be Joker, Giannis. Um, let's go Embiid because in that conversation. And then for the guards, I'll give them Luca and Jamal Murray right now. You could also maybe throw uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander in there for one of those. That's that's okay. solid. The American team, I think you go you go Steph, you go KD. You go LeBron. LeBron, Tatum, and healthy Kawhi. 
too small. They don't have a big. You're right about that. Too small. But there's no. There, there's, who's the best American big? Carl. No, Carl Anthony Towns. Does he count? Real. I'm real, I, I would be actually rolling international in that situation. Because here's why. They're going to play the right way. Mm-hmm. You know they're going to defend. They're going to help each other. And they're going to distribute and pass. International basketball is so much harder. I mean, you you just listen to them say it's so much harder because there's less space. It's, it's, it's less space. That means you've got to work. You've got to be set great screens. You've got to know how to cut. You've got to know how to pass. You've got to know where guys are. It's, it's so many aspects of the game that goes on with that uh, internationally that I, I, I think that that team that you just told me, yeah, I don't I don't think the other team would have a chance. We'll end the segment with this. The best international NBA player of all time. Who is it? I, 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 I would say Akeem. Anyone, anyone, anywhere close? Is it Hakeem then Dirk? Yeah. Yeah. I I, I would say Hakeem. I mean, Hakeem, um, Hakeem did what he did still undersized to real centers. Right. If Hakeem played against guys today, (laughs) 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 and they didn't have the socks, too much footwork. I I would have to say a king. Throw it out to the text line. Mm-hmm. To put it out there. Let let the text line 402 464 5685. I would love to hear what they think as well. Um I I I would say a king Dirk. Um um Joker. Um Giannis is working his way up there. Giannis. Um then you've got to look at like um Pow Dikembe. Powell, Powell, the Kimbe kind of in the middle range Time. because, um, you know, I still think like, like a people, people don't know that Drajan Petrovic, oh, he was that guy. Uh, look, look, let me tell you something. Michael Jordan didn't, didn't want to see him. Like <laughs> Drajan Petrovic was that guy. Like Michael Jordan, like had to, you know, salute him even. Because he would give people that work. He was not afraid. He didn't care. He didn't. There was a couple of international players that didn't even come over here that if they would have came, problems. Um, but yeah, I would say them. Draja Petrovic would have to be up there. I mean, you got to look at guys like, uh, you know, I think he's a little bit further down, Stoyakovich, mm-hmm. guys that could shoot like that. Um, Steve Nash know, and Tony Parker are probably the top yeah, two guards. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I would have to say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think you're on the something. Good deal. Text line, let us know. Again, 402-464-5685. Uh, who's the best international-born NBA player of all time? Also on Twitter at Eastrick20 and at Austin underscore Orman. Tweet us and let us know. Breaking news out of the NFL world. A legend has passed away. We'll touch on that before we get into Hour 2 of On the Block next. 